Hello everybody and welcome along to this week's Rodcast with me Paul Johnson. I hope you're good, I hope you're well, I hope you're in one piece after all the wins we've been having. It's just ridiculous. The last couple of weeks have been absolutely dreadful and um, really windy. You know, I could hardly hold my door open at one stage. Anyway, life goes on and on this week's edition of the Rodcast, in our Tackle on Test feature, we're going to be testing what could be a future classic for Rods from that great american company pen i'll be testing the rampage 2 beach caster it's a huge great long beast for a fixed ball reel and it's 14 foot 9 inches long and it's great fun so i went up the beach and tested the pen rampage 2 in our tackle on test feature and over to our species feature this week we're going to be looking at one of the most frustrating hard to catch fish I would say in the world they are so difficult to catch they have been known to drive people completely mad I've seen them in shallow water around my friend's boat I've been on we've tried netting them we've tried freshwater hooks we've tried catching them they're like a silver ghost of our rivers and estuaries and they are mullet and that's the species we're going to be looking at in our species section for this week so welcome along one and all to the Rodcast. Wow! Nice! Yeah! What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, it's amazing, isn't it, really? When we get into the summer, lots of lovely new products come out on the market. And uh, some have been out a little while, but some come out new. There's one that I'm not familiar with. Um, landed in my office uh, just yesterday, actually. Early morning, about nine o'clock, it arrived. And that was a weird-looking tubular thing, which looked very much like a rod. Um, and, of course, it was a rod. And I was delighted to find it was the Pen Rampage 2. Somebody had sent me. Thank you very much for that, for our tackle on tests. Now, I was a bit taken back because it did turn up in a in a kind of hard case tube, uh, which I thought was rather good. But anyway, opened up and it was the Pen Rampage 2. That is a brilliant rod. And I thought, well, I could not let this opportunity go by without taking it for a tackle on test. So... The Pen Rampage 2, beautifully packaged, um, love the sort of hard case it comes in, uh, really nice that, and then when you open that up, a little zip at the top opens, and inside is a three-piece rod in another waterproof case, which I really like as well, so you get, when you buy this thing new, you get the hard case, obviously, and then the 
waterproof case as well so before we go on about this rod it's a three-piece one of those continental type rods that have been all the rage for quite a few years now and uh, this thing is quite big it's uh, 4.75 meters long which is got 15 foot long but we'll go into that a bit later uh, when i took it up the beach and i'll tell you all about it how it performed but firstly pen a great company i've used pen gear over the years we all know the history of pen they are a heritage brand if you like pen was founded in 1932 actually by otto hens uh, he's a german national who went over to the united states and when he died actually in 1948 his wife martha took over the company weird really for in that day and age for a woman to take over a company thankfully it's different now but at the time it was quite um quite a thing for a woman to take over a company especially a fishing tackle company oh so pleased that we've changed now but um off they went anyway this move paid off because pen are now one of the most trusted saltwater brands on the market pen builds all its tackle and equipment with dedicated purpose in mind and what i like about it is they think carefully about their designs even down to the handle on their reels i love the pen handles they've always been the same and the ease of access for a reel like old school really if you need to take a reel apart or a bit of pen equipment you know you can do it because it's actually made that way and it's a very good brand and it sits in the marketplace around about mid-range really mid to top range um, but it does have a bit of class to it that kind of sets it well apart from the out of box brands on the market i love pen gear always good always reliable and a very rich history as well um in fact antique pen reels now and rods go for a lot of money but anyway back to 2021 uh this is the rampage 2 which is 15 foot 9 long and um when i unboxed it i put it together i thought well i'm gonna have to go outside because you know i've got that big house so i did actually i took it out in the garden and put it together but it really is quite light considering its size really nice color that pen dark red almost burgundy color mixed with black let's say it comes in a three-piece and this case is really good it's called a quarter hard tube apparently and that's what the case comes in whether i'd actually take a hard tube fishing plus you know another waterproof bag underneath i'm not so sure i tend to not be that fussy with my tackle to be honest um, i'm not a great one for looking after things let alone taking a waterproof bag then a tube and putting that all in my car when i'm going up the beach but anyway um, if you like that sort of thing, there it was. I was really impressed by the handles, actually. A nice long butt section on this rod. It means that when you come to cast this, which I did a bit later on, you had that leverage to chuck out weight. And now talking of weight, what I was quite impressed with when uh, reading up on this and looking at the graphics on the rod, it says this, this rod casts up to 175 grams to 225 grams. Now that's a six to seven ounce weight quite rare in these three piece rods that you actually can get a casting weight that high which is brilliant because it's not so much the actual weight the the lead that you've got on there or your sinker it tends to be the weight of the bait as well especially if we're fishing a crab and like we spoke about smooth hound last week if you're fishing large crab baits or in the summer large squid and lug that does soon add to the weight of this thing and it's always quite handy to have that extra range in that casting ratio the real seat is aluminium i really like that um as i say nice long butt engine fuji o guide rings which are really nice as well um and as we get to the tip of this rod being a three-piece the, the third section really nice greeny yellowy type of luminous tip 
which goes down for at least four rings, which is really nice because, you know, I can imagine shining a torch on that. That's going to light up the night. I mean, as I said before with me, I'm half blind anyway, so I, I tend to put a tip light on all my rods, especially on a on a rod this big because, you know, that's a if you put that in your rod rest, that's still going to, unless you lay it down, um, that's going to be quite high up in the, in the sky being 15 foot nine long and that worried me a bit the fact that it was 15 foot nine i was curious to know how the hell i'm going to cast such a, a big rod because in the past my experience with some of these bigger rods is they're light and they're a little bit whippy so uh i was keen to get it up the beach and have a go which i did do not a great day for it it was really windy when i went up there um you know we've been having some dreadful winds the last few weeks the day i took it up the beach uh, wasn't any real big exception to that it was a really windy day but then again that's quite a good thing because you know with a big rod you're going to catch the wind as i say they can be a bit whippy so probably a good day to go and test it actually so i took it up to denge marsh beach actually uh, a local beach to me no one around uh, i was the only nutcase up there surprisingly because the beach is usually quite busy but you know it was sort of in between heavy rain and uh, and wind so anyway i strapped on my old faithful actually i used my Diowa fixed ball my Diowa emblem fixed ball because this rod being a 14 15 foot rod is a fixed ball rod no question about that you wouldn't want a multiplier on this it's really one of those continental style rods that you're going to strap a big chunky fixed ball on i guess the ideal reel if you're going to be snobbish uh, would be a Penser blaster 10,000 type size reel the sort of reel i love the big chunky long spooled fixed balls would be a great partner to this rod um but my dir emblem is of that ilk so i put my old faithful on and i threaded it through it was a bit like going for a walk along the beach the rod was so long i wonder when i was going to get to the end of it in fact um it was a good job i had quite a long shock leader on otherwise i uh, i would have been having to tie another shock leader having to get it through 15 foot of rod but um once it was tackled up i went straight for a five ounce weight actually because that's what i tend to fish with and um and i was fishing with lug and squid uh and looking for a bass actually in the surf i mean it was a very windy day uh, whether i was going to hold bottom on that five ounce breakaway i'm not sure but that wasn't the point really what i wanted to do was get a feel for this rod the wind was alongside me so it was quite difficult to cast in the bigger gusts of winds but um it felt nice and light and once it was tackled up i've got to say with the five ounce weight on it holding it down by the reel there that long butt section really came into to use really because it was kind of like a nice balanced rod even though it's a three-piece beast and a big long beast having that long butt section i think really helped balance the rod and it really did feel quite good in my hands actually as i wandered down to do my first cast with it as always with these things i wasn't going to go mad my first cast was a kind of overhead thump really i don't think i even made 60 yards to be fair but i just wanted to cast it into the wind and see what was happening um it did cast nice but you did get that sort of whooshy sound that you get unless you kind of load that weight up if you if you don't get the tension quite right on your weight sometimes these big rods can be a little bit what i call whooshy you know when you cast them they are a big piece of material to move and uh featuring the 24t carbon blank actually which is very light i've got to say it gives it that lightweight and it does make it a very strong rod according to the write-up so um it shouldn't really have a problem uh handling these really windy conditions that i was fishing in but it was it was nice and light and it was responsive i've got to say I felt good holding the rod and I felt quite confident right from the off with this. The tube shrink grips 
on this are really nice. They look really striking against that kind of metallic dark red pen rods have. It's had the old caps on the bottom, the rubber caps on the bottom of the butt section, which means to me that it's going to be built to last. When you see some nice butt caps on rods and the shrink tube is in a good quality, you know that this rod, if you wanted it to, and you look after it, which I don't, I have to say, would last you many, many years. Anyway, reeled that in. Um, the second cast, I wanted to give it a bit of welly, um, so I sort of laid it back on the ground. I find it quite good with these long rods to do a kind of off-ground, long-distance cast. It gives me a bit of power with the rod. And I really did go for that. I felt this rod load when I got to the top and let it fly, and it really did fly. I mean, had it not been a windy day, I, I, there would have been a really good distance, but the wind hit straight away as I cast out alongside the blue round to the left a little bit, because as I say, the wind was really ripping, and I thought, well, next time I'm going to cast straight into the wind and see what happens. But it did get out there. I was quite right. My five ounce wasn't really holding bottom. The surf was up, and it was quite a choppy day. So on my next cast, having reeled it in with no fish, may I add, I, I tended to put a, a slightly heavier weight on. And in this case, I went for a six ounce breakaway and bent those wires back so I could get a bit of grip. And even with the large squid and lug bait, which I had on, and a six ounce weight, it felt good. Put a little bit of a bend in the tip when I went to cast it. But um, once I put a bit of power into it and got confident, I could feel the rod flex as this six ounce lead flew out quite a way again with long rods can be a bit of a nuisance trying to get the right position in your rod rest because they're so long you don't really want them right upright because one it's going to give you a neck ache when you're looking at it day, with me anyway and the other thing is as i say being half blind i like to see the rod i don't want it disappearing into the clouds but no it, you know getting it about right midway in a rod rest getting a nice tension on it i i sat and waited wasn't long actually i Left it out about 40 minutes, I suppose, and I got a really nice knock, and it really did look like quite a big knock on the rod, I must say. I thought, well, this could be, you know, quite a nice fish. Tended to be quite a fast bite, rather hoping it was either a ray or maybe a bass. Picked it up, struck lightly. I only had a running trace on, and it, bang, I was in, fish on. And this was quite a good fish. I could feel it, and I could feel it pumping through the rod. And the three sections handled this quite well as I was reeling this fish in this mystery fish gets it a little bit closer to the surf and it was quite a nice bass actually i've got to say very pleased with it touching on about four pound very very pleased with that and quite a fight it gave but the three piece really did handle it quite well felt confident reeling this bass in and then when i got to the rough surf through the pools of the raking water i reeled that up again a little bit further and i felt that no problem at all this rod can handle this and i don't actually doubt that it could handle far far bigger fish than that now i did have some uh, hardback crab with me so the next time once i'd put the little bass back bless him and he went off i wanted to bait up with a hardback crab having spoke about smooth hounds just last week i wanted to see if i could pick up a smooth hound maybe put a huge bait on i mean i had a six ounce weight on I mean, my bait must have weighed an ounce. So I'm casting about seven and a half ounces here. Really, you know, tipping the scale on what this rod's capability was. But um, cast again, quite quite a powerful cast. Quite a good distance considering the wind. You know, I'm not, we can't do miracles if it's windy. You just have to go with what you've got. But it really did cast nicely. Again, anchored it up, sat there and waited. Unfortunately, uh, no smooth hound. And that bass was the only fish i got in this session but it gave me a good idea of what this rod 
could really do. And it felt really good in the hand. It had a nice action. And the bite detection on the top of the rod looked really good. Although I really thought that, that the, the bite that the tip of the rod gave, I thought it was going to be a bigger fish than perhaps it was. But I guess with a three three section rod, you're going to get that slightly whippy tip. But all in all, the Pen Rampage 2, really nice rod. Love the rings on it, very classy. The shrink wrap's good. The style of the rod's good. The weight of the rod is fantastic. And um, price bracket, again, with pen, you know you're going to get a decent bit of kit. And you can get a pen Rampage 2, which is the 15-foot long version. There is a slightly smaller version on the market. I think it's a 14-foot. I'm not sure. Better look into that. But um, that doesn't cast quite so high weight either but that's a little bit cheaper but the one i had the rampage 2 15 foot 9 you can buy it for around about 150 quid you know do a bit of shopping um, and for 150 pound rod to be honest it's a really nice bit of kit and i would highly recommend it for a kind of intermittent fishing i wouldn't recommend it for beginners it's a little bit too big and i expect the most advanced of you out there you know fishing your ziplexes and your bigger rods it probably wouldn't be for you but for the mid-range anglers much like myself the mid-range skill set as i like to call myself um i really liked it and it's a rod that i could probably work with for a long time over the years so that's your pen rampage 2 on tackle on test if you fancy one go and give it a whirl 45 Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you like this podcast, then why not check out one of our other amazing Create Podcasts? If you just want a good laugh, then check out The Weekly Roast. Listen, listen, bitch. Oh, listen, make, make, bitches. make an entrance. I'm a week off sugar. Big, uh, in uh, I, will, I will fly <laughs> to the UK and I will cut you both. <laughs> for the more cultured ones among you, join Laura Wright for music in my life. <laughs> yeah, yes. let's go. <laughs> I'm so glad no one can see me right now because I'm doing, I was doing some weird dance moves. <laughs> yeah, nothing then, yeah. Prefer a deep chat? Connie's got you covered on How Are You, the Wellbeing Podcast. 
I just became a lot more productive and happier. And for me, like, that's just worth it. The Weekly Roast, music in my life, and how are you? Just three more podcasts to feast your ears on. Find them wherever you found this podcast. Well, they say fishing's frustrating, don't they? Sometimes you go out and you don't catch anything. Believe me, I've had hundreds of days like that. Uh, Not a bite. I've even been fishing, actually, on a boat once out on the Medway Estuary there, almost out to Essex, in the winter, in the cold. And I'm sitting at the back of the boat, and two people either side of me are catching loads of cod. I've got the same bait, the same rig, and I absolutely blanked. So that is the nature of the beast we deal with. But it can get even worse than that. If you ever have been or ever tried to go mallet fishing, then you'll know exactly what I'm going to be talking about in the species section this week. Yep, we're going to be looking at mallet. And contrary to popular belief, it's actually got nothing to do with haircuts. Forget that old saying, oh, what a mallet you've got, or I'm going to go and get a mallet. I don't even know where that started, but it's got nothing to do with the fish, okay? Now, there's three or four different types of mallet that dwell around our UK shores. There is the thick-lipped grey mallet, the thin-lipped grey mallet, the golden grey mallet, which is a bit strange in itself, golden grey mallet. They're more in the European waters. And the actual one we're going to be talking about are basically all the same mallet, but this one in particular, the one you get round the UK shores in abundance, and that is the thick-lipped grey mallet. Now, those of you who are freshwater anglers out there amongst us, We'll probably look at this and think, if you saw a picture of it, it could quite easily pass as a dace or even a grayling because it is quite a slim fish. Beautiful silvery blue scales on the top, almost looking as you go from the gill down as if it's got stripes on it in in the, in the reflections. The scientific name for it, and I always have a go at these and people keep taking the mickey, but I'll try again. It's the Chalon Labrosus. That's the Chalon Labrosus. Could be pronouncing that wrong. Maybe it's Chelon Librosus. Who knows? But either way, that's the scientific name of it. The shore court record for these mysterious fish is just 14 pounds. So they don't grow into really big fish. They have a very streamlined body with a small head. And the snout is flattened because they spend most of their time sniffing around in the mud and feeding on algae and uh, small worms and small bits of fish. The scales are larger around the head and gills and they're two dorsal fins and the first is set in the middle of the fish and there's kind of four spiny little rays on it and the second dorsal fin is near the tail and the tail on these fish is, is forked as well, deeply forked. The largest of these mallet species is the thick-lipped mallet and that's the ones we're going to concentrate on Now, if you are in an area where you have a tidal river or an estuary or some rock pools, if you look carefully, especially if you've got polarised sunglasses on, you will see these wonderful silver fish sniffing around very slowly. And I'll tell you where I see a lot of them as as far as where I live, and that is down around the piers and around the marinas, around the mad estuaries into the uh, Chatham and Rochester areas. And strangely enough, although they like to be hunting around and sniffing around high tide, at low tide you get an idea of what they actually do, especially in the summer. Because if you look over, say, Gillingham Pier, or maybe you're on a boat and you look down, you can see these fish skimming the top of the water, just sort of sitting there under the waterline, where you can see them quite clearly. Beautiful, some of them quite large as well. 
and it's the same up and down the UK. Wherever there's a tidal river or an estuary or some harbours or some boatyards or some marinas, you'll see the mullet just sitting there looking very, very tempting. And they tend to go in little shoals. So if you see one, you're going to see four or five, maybe six of them. And they just cruise along like little silver ghost fish. And they are so hard to catch. But obviously we're going to have a go and we're going to tell you or try and advise you how to catch them. And the first thing I'll say about mullet is, you know, take it with a pinch of salt. They're not an edible fish. They're beautiful looking fish. Catch them, release them. That If you do catch them, good luck with that. They are very hard to catch because they're spooked very easy. So what happens is I've been on a boat and I can see it sitting there, you know, almost chewing the algae and the barnacles off of our boat. I put a net in one end and I've come across it, try and net it no chance mate they've gone as i say they feed on worms they feed on little bits of fish algae they particularly like bits of bread they've even been known to take freshwater maggots so those freshwater anglers amongst you if you haven't done any sea fishing a mullet is probably a good place to start the crossover if you're only a freshwater fisherman now i say about the food they eat they will take little maddy worms, they like them, they will take normal lugworm, but it's very small. It's small hooks, it's light line, and really you should really only ever fish for these with either a carp rod or your freshwater gear. So that's ideal for you freshwater anglers. You're only going to need 6 to 8 pound main line and a snood, which will probably be about 3 foot long. 10 pound is plenty fluorocarbon line would do as far as your tackle is concerned as i say take a fresh water rod because you're going to be sitting either in a pier type area or if you've got any creeks and harbors little inlets uh, where boats are that sort of area kind of in poaching mode almost a light rod will travel mullet love to go in saltwater marinas in the little nooks and crannies and sometimes can be seen basking under the water in the sunlight it's a bit like the old fishing where you don't want the fish to see you so you have to keep upwind a little bit of these fish so just how do we catch these silver ghosts well let's have a look shall we now, bait-wise, bread is a good bait, and there's two ways of doing that. You can either have a crusty bit of bread, which will stay on your hook long enough, or a dough-based bread that you can soften up, almost like an unmixed bread mix, if you like, to fold around your hook. If you are a freshwater angler, you could try a pinky maggot. That's not a problem. Try a white maggot if you wanted to. They've even been known to take garden earthworm. Tactic-wise, um, you can ledger just like you would do uh, in the freshwater ilk, or you could actually ledger with a running trace like you would do at sea fishing. But bear in mind, you only really want light weights. It's almost like a little two ounce weight would do, especially if you're in a creek or a harbour where it's quite muddy, and that's where the mullet are going to be. And they do feed on the mud and looking around for maddy worms. So ledgering with light tackle with maddy bait is a good tactic to catch these fellas on. The other thing to remember is it's only ever worth fishing for mullet in the summer and when the wind is not there. You want a nice calm creek, almost like a, a flat creek or a flat area. They don't like rough water. They tend to come around in the sun when the water's really calm. And they also love bread, as I mentioned earlier, and a good way to fish for them using bread is almost like a freelining tactic with a float. The float needs to be completely transparent, though, Otherwise, you will spook these fish and they will run off. 
well, they won't run off, obviously. They swim off. Um, but uh, yeah, they get they do scare very easily. So do be careful. And what I tended to do when I fished for them in the past, and I must stress I gave up because they did drive me mad, is that I used to float fish off of the pier. And I used to cast upwind a little bit and just let the tide and the wind take your transparent float down a little bit along into where the mullet might be feeding. And then you have to worry about them seeing you. Again, fluorocarbon line is needed for the hook length and a very small split shot can be used sometimes just to take your bait down a little bit but i would say experiment with the depth of the bait and it's presented and find the feeding fish you will get nibbles they will headbutt your bait whether you actually catch one well that's down to you isn't it but it can be a good idea as i say to cast away from the location where they are or cast upstream or up creek a little bit and just trot down when you're float fishing free lining uh, is a good way basically straight in um, maggot earthworm no weight really maybe a couple of little shots to give you a little bit of weight to cast out but again if you're using a fresh water rod it's an excellent way using the technique where if you're flicking it out around boats etc and simply allowing a baited hook to drift down in the water naturally then it's a good way of catching these mullet if you can get a bite that is there is an urban myth about mullet that they are uncatchable because obviously they have a very thin small mouth and their mouth is too soft and hooks will just simply pull out before they can get reeled in and that excuse is perfect for me actually i'll keep using that one um but uh no i'm not saying they're easy to catch we all know they're very very not easy to catch they're very hard fish to catch but the myth about them being uncatchable is not true it's not true if a, if a mallet had a, a mouth that soft he, he wouldn't be able to survive let's face it um it's nonsense um, although the mullet's mouth is fairly soft, it's tough enough to hold a hook. It's tough enough to sniff around amongst the rocks and brickwork and piers, etc. But hooks do have to be very small. A size 6 or an 8 is generally recommended for the mullet fishing. I mean, I think the smaller the better. Uh, you've got a better chance of catching it. Try to use a barbless as well. That might help if you're a freshwater angler. Use some of your bigger carp hooks, maybe. would be perfect for catching the mullet now they're not used to being caught they're they're very sleek and they do fight so if you do hook a mullet be prepared for a little bit of a fight because they do dart about a bit like a school bass do they'll go on the run and they'll fight you all the way through and what is quite a small fish um, might actually feel bigger especially if you're on freshwater gear a uh, great fun and they do put up a good battle um as i say especially if you're on light tackle i would always recommend taking a landing net as well another hangover from freshwater fishing you know if you've got a landing net if you're on a bank and you can reach it that's good if you're on a pier maybe take a drop net with you but they will take the conventional sea angling bait uh, but they have to be tiny i mean you can even use mackerel strip but make it very very small and if you can see them biting on that then you know they're up for it and it's quite a good bait to use little tiny ragworm known as maddies okay they're good baits as well little bits of muscle have actually worked before and they can be quite a good mallet bait as well sweet corn they've taken as well and don't forget these fish they they quite like the water to be less salty so if you've got an area where you have an estuary and a river going up do follow that up almost to the fresh water point almost first fresh water lock if you like and down stream from the freshwater lock where the water starts getting tidal and starts getting salty that would be an ideal place to catch mullet because that's where they tend to linger another good tactic with them is to ground bait a lot and um, put a few maggots out 
a bit of bread paste can often attract them especially as you remember they do feed in a little shoal quite often you can see four or five of these mullet tempting you to catch them but the scent of the oils and the fish and the bread all helps because they do feed with their nose as well as their eyes whichever technique you choose to catch them it's really difficult and you have to be patient don't go thinking you're going to catch a mullet in fact when i used to fish for them i used to go with the idea that i'm not going to catch one it's a lot less painful if you go thinking you're going to catch one as i say these silver ghosts can actually drive you mad you can get really frustrated with it when they can when you know when you can see the things hovering and circling around like little submarines some are quite big and you're dangling a bait right in front of their nose and they just refuse to take it it can drive you absolutely potty but that's the fun of mullet fishing so if you fancy it have a go freshwater tackle small hooks little fixed ball reels six to eight pound line little weights little free line maybe a little float and try and catch one of those silver ghosts we know as mullet good luck with that as i say i gave up but that's your species section on today's rodcast well as the saying goes we've run out of time again on this week's rodcast i'd love to stay and talk to you for more hours but uh, you'll probably get really bored <laughs> thanks for your company today um thanks for joining us i hope you've enjoyed it i hope you can now go out and catch some mullet in those estuaries and tidal rivers around the uk good luck with that don't forget they can drive you insane and it can become very addictive so do be careful join us again next week where our mate nathan green's back in town yes he's joining me on the show to talk to you about some species of the freshwater type so do join us again next week on the rodcast and every thursday there's a new episode of the rodcast so make sure you tell your mates to make a date with the rodcast <laughs>